Welcome back. It's race week. The Grandstand season five, episode 22. Pushan here in Paris and we got F Knowles on the East Coast. Is that right? That's right. Well, we'll be in the same city next week. Ooh, someone's yeah. coming over to Europe. I someone's see. coming to Europe. All right. Yes, sir. So it's race week. We're going back to Hungary, mm-hmm. then spa and then summer break, right? Which is weird. It's, we usually have spa after the summer break, but uh, yeah. this this go around not so much. Spa is usually the return of Formula One, but anyway, it's someone else's return this week. Danny Rick, and I think yes. that's that's the only thing that matters really because this season is is over. But we got Danny Rick coming back, <laughs> and someone's on suicide watch. <laughs> no, so, well, between Ferrari and, and Max winning everything, it's, it's it's been a rough season for you. Yeah, good thing I wasn't like a hardcore DeVries fan because that would just be the end of it. There, oh man, could you imagine? Is anybody was anybody a hardcore Nick DeVries fan? Probably. I mean, he got no love from the Dutch, from the Orange Army, which is yeah. ridiculous, too. Let's just remind ourselves, he was, he's Dutch. He might have gotten some residual love. For, for, but, hey, uh, definitely no love from the Red Bull family. But uh, DR3 is back. Uh, yeah, let's roll that intro and get into Hungary. Roll it. Question for all of you except Roman Grosjean. To whom it may concern, fuck you. More ladies in the paddock? Yeah, more and more, more paddock access, access to, uh, to some women. There's too many dudes. I don't really have a lot to comment on that, except that he was being a pussy. So, uh, tell me about uh, Roman Grosjean this weekend. Oh, oh, Roman Grosjean is going to lose his seat in IndyCar. <laughs> Just the season, it seems. Is it, like. Yeah, it's silly. It's it's. I mean, it's silly season in in in. Formula One, it's silly season in IndyCar. Uh, speaking, yeah, and you know, obviously IndyCar has, has brought in a, quite a few former Formula One drivers, Marcus Erickson, Roman Grosjean. Um, who else has been in the series? We've got Sato, who's only running uh, ovals and super speedways, and Grosjean. He has not finished in seven of the nine races this season. Oh wow. Yeah. Damn. Compared to DeVries, that is appalling actually. He, I feel like Yeah, it's it's not it's not good. It's not good at all. Uh he's he's had some he's had some serious gromos. This weekend, you want to hear this weekend's <laughs> yes, promo? <please. laughs> he lost the steering wheel going into a turn and didn't turn. So he went straight into the wall. What do you mean he lost it? Like like he he hit, it physically came out of his hands. No way. Did he hit yeah. a button? I don't, no, no. Erickson hit him. <laughs> well, all right, I, 
my god! I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Erickson was nowhere near him. Marcus Erickson was that nowhere in the amazing, city. Yeah. yeah, if Erickson actually did hit him this time, no, Marcus yeah. Erickson was nowhere near him. He he claims that, and not only did he lose the steering wheel, he said on his radio he lost the steering wheel again. Wow. So, so this this means in in you know so just. IndyCar is it has no power steering, so those cars are definitely difficult to handle. Whereas Formula One cars do have power steering. Mm-hmm. That being said, no excuse. <laughs> so, are you saying it was his fault the steering wheel came off? That's what it sounds like. Oh just, wow, twice! Yeah, it didn't okay. come off. Like he, it, he just he lost a handle on it. Oh, he. Oh, so basically, he didn't hit the gym enough. Uh, Sounds like that. Whatever it is, dude. I don't know, but he's <laughs> he lost the steering wheel. Doesn't sound good. Holy shit. Man, last week we forgot to mention uh, one of the big things going on at Silverstone was that Brad Pitt and his production company uh, were out filming for the first time for their Formula One movie uh, that they're going to be filming at six different events this uh, this year. They had 11th fictional team out there, Apex GP and... They were, I don't know if you saw on the live feed, but they were they were even on the national anthem next to the drivers to try to get that authentic feel for it. So um, I know that was crazy for me, like to see him on the actual grid with the car. Um, I'm pretty sure they, they did the warm up lap with them, too. Yeah. So one of the cars that uh, was set up on the formation lap, but it didn't go. It didn't start. It went straight into the pits because like right. F1 didn't want to have any issue. So. So you know that Hamilton is a producer on this, and apparently they they're using like an F two chassis. So it's like a if you're a big nerd about F one and aerodynamics, you'll see that it's a shorter car and lower car. And Mercedes helped them to kind of put a bodywork around it to make it look like an F one car in the new yeah. regs. It looks it pretty looks, nice. It does. I mean, it looks well. It kind of looks like that. That speaking of Grosjean, it looks like that Haas. Uh, that Haas. <laughs> rich energy car where yeah. <laughs> Haas has really had some, some rough goes of it with their title sponsor in the last few years. But, <laughs> but yeah, it looks kind of like that car, but yeah, if you, if, if you just take a quick glance at it, it's hard to diff. I mean, they, the, the, the back wing looks pretty similar to what we've got on the formula one cars. The front wing is almost identical. Uh, it's definitely shorter. You can, you definitely notice that, but I think it's, I mean, it, it feels crazy immersive what they're doing with this film. And I'm Stefano Domenicali came out this week and he's like, this is going to be probably bigger than, than drive to survive. And I don't doubt that because now people know about F1. So they'll be lining up out the door to catch this film, I think. And uh, it's the producers, I think from uh, the mission impossible movies. Is it? And anyway, they, they've got these crazy cameras all rigged all over the car. They say we've never seen, you know, representation of G-Force to this level. So, hey, um, that sounds cool. Uh, how does that, how, I don't even know how that would be a representation of G-Force. That's that, how they said it. Yeah, but they probably mean just speed, like the way we, because, you know, the onboard cameras are very stabilized. And I feel like that's right. how also we, that, that's one of the arguments, I think, of the new uh, like the last 20 years is that it's too stable for us to understand the bumps. Remember like Senna's lap in Monaco, it's nuts because it's like the camera's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they'll have cameras that are a bit lower. I don't know. So they're they're doing their magic with the cameras. They have a lot of them all over. 
And yeah, also F1 was testing a new camera on the safety car last race weekend on the rear wing. Apparently next year we might have uh, that angle to choose from rear wing. Mm -hmm. You know, be a crazy, uh, a rear wing 360 degree camera. That would Mm. be wild. I'm sure engineers would hate that. And next year, you know, they might be a 360 over the driver's head because some of the cars have it. And uh, next year, the whole camera system I heard is being renewed and we're going to have some crazy ass cameras. So yeah, F1 heading in to new direction. Dude, and, I mean, I, I, I'm, I, I love it. I'm here for it. Let's do it. Although I'm looking, for, I'm not, I'm not sure about the whole plot of the movie because apparently Brad Pitt's like a in his sixties and he comes back to help the youngin kind of uh, get back so to winning ways. Or so he's, he's Fernando Alonso, except not like, the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's pretty much the plot of uh, the latest uh, Top Gun. Sorry, not Mission Impossible. When I said it was Top the Gun. producers of Top Gun, uh, except that. Instead of uh, being an old pilot, it's going to be an old racing driver coming back. So yeah, <laughs> Hollywood, take take a formula that works and do it all. Like, over. All right, so it's Fernando Alonso's story, but kind of reverse, where <laughs> Fernando's not really helping, but pretending to help his teammate, and instead is just blowing him out of the water. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, but yeah, looking forward to that. Did you catch the Goodwood Festival last week? You know, I don't really understand Goodwood. It's it's just an excuse for Brits to show off beautiful cars. I, I don't really get it. Like, it's not a festival of speed because you're not going that fast. It's 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 not like you're racing. I mean, I guess no. there are there are time trials, but um, I, it's one of those things that for me it would be very cool to go to in person. But watching it on a on a, a you know computer screen or TV screen just yeah I don't know, not for me. I will say it was cool to see Seb in Nigel Mansell's car. Yeah. And also Mick driving his dad's Mercedes. That was that was that was cool. Emotional. Yeah. A few donuts. Seb was there. I think Seb owns that car. He owns that car and he was also racing another McLaren, both yeah. with uh sustainable fuel. So that's cool. You know, uh <laughs> Seb's um Seb launched his campaign. It's called Race Without Trace. It's not even without a uh, it's it's just without race trace. without trace. Okay, yeah, all right, that sounds better actually. Uh, cool to see Seb back, man. Yeah, he was uh, he was at Silverstone with with DR three during his time trial, or his yeah. uh, t- tire test, I should say. That's and that's when Helmut decided to give Nick the <laughs> yeah. the boot. Actually, it was during <laughs> during that exact uh, test. It was a tire test, and apparently Danny Rick got up to speed, and Helmut was like, "All right, fuck it, <laughs> we're kicking out this uh, this kid here after ten races." See you later. <laughs> think Seb had anything to do with that? <laughs> no, no, I think probably, Seb, no, 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 no. Seb came Seb's out. Seb's not and, that kind of guy. Yeah, he even said it was kind of rough, but also like, hey, <laughs> that's life, I guess. But man, talk about the, the storyline of the weekend here. I mean, just seeing Danny Rick going back to Faenza to Alpha Tauri now, because he never raced with the team uh under that name uh that a huge welcome back to the honey badger sign and we we saw him in his overalls did the photos team photos and whatnot it's uh it's cool man i'm uh i'm, I'm actually super stoked for him I, I was i thought the the like honey pots all over the place like the emoji honey pots were a little like over and top might as well just have like balloons and a birthday cake and be like welcome back <laughs> It was just, but it was cool. He started speaking a little Italian. Um, I mean, listen, if if 
I I read a, an interesting take on him going back there, and you know, ultimately, the only way he's really going to be able to prove prove that he's still got it is to be back in a car, and not in a sim, right? So, you've got to you've got to take that risk, and I think like going into this weekend. The only the, the 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 most exciting part of this this race weekend is to see how Danny Rick performs. Yeah, I'm going to be watching him every session to see how he fares against Yuki, and qualifying is going to be very interesting for me. What what do you think? What do you what are your thoughts? Because he's only been out for six months. It's not that bad. I think physically he's he did a hundred laps at Silverstone last week. Yep. So I think, I mean, if people are comparing him to Alonzo when Alonzo left F1, but Alonzo left for over two years. So I don't yeah, know if that's also, the same. Yeah. It's not the same. It's, it's, I, I don't think it's quite the same. I, I mean, Christian said that the laps that he was putting in in Silverstone would have put him on the front row in uh, during the race which I, that's I heard crazy that. i heard that i'll put a caveat there too because people are going nuts over that but remember that track conditions from one day to the next can be like two three seconds also so okay, i don't know i don't know how much that means really but it's interesting they, that he that, that it's interesting that christian would come out and say that in the wake of what happened with jacko that's all yeah i agree all right that's where i was gonna go with that i think i think uh christian is saying, oh, we're also putting our arm around Checo to give him the support, but also, Checo, watch your back. Yeah. How, how Red Bull of him. <laughs> God, Red like, Bull's the worst. But uh, also, but also, yeah. thank you for bringing back Danny Rick. Yeah. We support our drivers, but we don't really. <laughs> unless your name is Max. <laughs> well, how do we think he'll fare? What do you think this weekend? You think he's got it? Dude, that's such a hard hard thing to say. I don't know. Here's Here's... I'm going to try to not make this a long-winded response, but there was chatter. There, a lot of the 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 problem with this Alpha Tauri car is similar to the problems that he was having at McLaren, where it doesn't have good cornering speed and exit exit speed through the corners. And I just wonder if this car is going to give him the same problems that he had at McLaren, right? So. That being said, however, maybe because he did have that experience, it will give him some confidence to go in, you know, and he's he's probably been on the sim, right, with with this this Alvatar you've had you'd have to think, right? Hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put a vote of confidence in for the boy, Danny Rick. I'm gonna say he 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 outperforms Yuki this weekend. Wow. Okay. I think that I'd love to see that. I don't think that it'll happen right away because I think Yuki's raised the, the game a bit and he knows his car 10 weekends with it. I think if he can get within a few tenths of Yuki, like maybe two tenths in qualifying, that'd be great already. And then in the race, I want to see him outrace Yuki. But at the end of the day, for me, it's going to be in Abu Dhabi. By the time we get to Abu Dhabi and we count the head-to-head with Yuki and how and how the races went, that's when we'll see if he's you know, credible for that Red Bull seat. Cause I think this is make or break for Danny Rick. If it doesn't go well, his F1 career is pretty much done. I think you mean but, in, in the next six, in the next what, six months. Yeah. Like the next 12 races till the end of the year, it's make or break. Damn. 
I mean, he's, if you look at it, he's accepting to come back to the lower team, the junior team. And you know, they've had the, those conversations with Christian. I mean, when we watch Drive to Survive before the start of next year, we'll probably get to see a few of those conversations where Christian tells him, hey, listen, if you perform, you get the seat. But who knows? What if well, Yuki performs and Yuki gets the seat? That's also a possibility that no one's really talking about. Well, the word is that he's actually looking to take over for for Checo in 2025. Yeah, that's, not next year. That's the official Red Bull word, right? But until <laughs> Red Bull never, yeah, until, <laughs> until Red Bull, <laughs> that's what they do. Yeah, until Helmut gets mad at Checo at the Christmas party and fires him <laughs> <laughs> with a Christmas hat on. <laughs> He goes full. He goes full Monaco and just gets obliterated at the Red Bull Christmas party. And helmet, helmet says, "You keep it together. One drink only tonight." <laughs> he throws check on the pool. Oh yeah. man! Well, that's gonna be exciting. Uh, I'll tell you what, Max Verstappen is going for a few records this weekend, uh, going for a seventh win in a row. Which that is not a record, but if Red Bull win this weekend, it would officially be the longest winning streak in the history of Formula One with 12 wins they're currently tied with mclaren uh that had this record from that incredible 1988 uh season so let's be real max is most likely going to win you think this is phase checo because all the questions are going to be about that can checo come back and actually make it to q3 have a normal race and bring it on the podium i oh god I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't know. The fact that we're saying that is not a good sign. I mean, listen, Checo's got to – he doesn't have a choice at this point. Yeah. I think we're going into summer break. We've got two more races before a pretty short summer break compared to to seasons past. Right. And he's got to – he's got to – he's got to get a podium – I mean, I don't. He doesn't have to outperform Max because we know that's not that's highly <laughs> unlikely. This sorry, it's just it's, it, he's he's Max has shown he's convinced me this season. He's the best driver on the grid. I I I never ever thought I would ever I, I would say that. We both know that, but. I never thought he, I'd hear you say it, but yeah, at least, I know. I, at least I know you're reasonable. You know, I'm willing yeah. to yeah, I'm willing to come around, and and I think. I think that Checo has to he has to put it on the podium this weekend. He can't he, he has to have one of those like very quiet weekends where it's just he performs, he gets a job done, the team's happy with his performance and he goes on to the next race weekend, you know, no incidents whatsoever. He goes into the summer break not feeling Danny Rick breathing down his neck. Yeah. Well, uh, here's 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 some it's looking like there could be a chance of rain on Saturday. Oh yeah, Friday and Saturday at at, at the Hungaro Ring. Oh my God, that's qualifying. If that happens on Saturday, <laughs> that's qualifying. That's what's been catching him out the last few races. Which, by the way, he's on a streak of five consecutive races or four, not reaching Q three. So it's bad. Yeah, Alex Albon has uh, made it to Q three the same amount of times as Checo this year. So that needs I think to be that says more about Albon than it says about Checo personally, but it's. <sighs> I, I don't think know. It, it That's up for e- debate. E- it's equally. It's it's like in in both directions. It says how good one driver's doing and how much one of his, 
how much the other sorry is dropping the ball but hey honestly if Checo could could put it on pole which i highly doubt it but even if he gets out raced by max he just needs to be up there make it a q3 bring it back but what i'm really i think what everyone's really interested in is what's happening behind max and behind red bull yep. for that p2 in the constructors championship because here's a fun stat slash fact the last four races it's been four different teams that were closest to red bull so in no order it was mclaren ferrari aston and mercedes so who's coming out ahead in that pack this weekend Man, you're throwing a lot of hypotheticals at me this this episode. It's a it's a, it's, a t- it's a tough it's a tough one, God right? Because I mean, I know what you're gonna say Ferrari's gonna fuck it up because we're going back to the track where last year they put the wrong tires on Charles and he yeah yeah yeah. I mean, Ferrari just just absolutely blows my it it shouldn't shock me anymore, really, but. Wow. All right. Before uh, we get go down the yeah, Ferrari right, line. Fine. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm, I'll give you the facts, though. Last race, super fast track. Yep. McLaren back really good on high-speed corners. Lando saying that they're going to be terrible in the low speed, which I don't know how – I don't know if they'll be terrible, but they won't be as close to Red Bull. Aston Martin and Ferrari are both really good in slow corners. Remember, everyone is hyping Alonso for the win in Monaco. Yep. And then Mercedes, actually, I don't really know where Mercedes is at the moment. To be really honest with you, with the upgrade, they look good. And then they look like they went backwards. But yeah, I'm not really sure. I think Aston Martin and Ferrari are going to be up there. That's my take for it. I think we're going to see a more resurgent Aston Martin. And then again, we're only talking about Alonso and not Stroll. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just to make that clear. Yeah. To be, I mean, like we've said in previous episodes, if Lance's last name wasn't Stroll, he might not have a C right now. Uh, but damn, I, I think, you know what? I, I, I've, I've kind of stuck to this tune, so I'm going to stick to it for this episode. Mercedes got lucky with strategy last race, as far as Lewis finishing on the, on the podium and, and, and also safety cars. So I think we're going to see a little bit more of a resurgent Mercedes just being smart about their weekend. I think they need a, a, a an incident free weekend as well. You know, speaking of, of teams that need, need a result, it's getting tight up there for the P2. I mean, it, it's, it's in my opinion, anyone's game between, eh, We'll see. Between Aston Martin and, and Mercedes, neither team has convinced me that they're deserving of that that position. If you ask me, yeah. And right? honestly, Ferrari, all jokes aside, uh, they have a really quick car, and if operationally they make it happen, yeah, we've got a three way battle for that P two. Right, but as far as the race day is concerned. Hmm. I'm going to go out on a limb, though. I'm going to say McLaren. McLaren has another good weekend. Okay, so you so you think McLaren can be P two in terms of pace for? I think they could structures. I think so. A pace, yes. So that would mean that if if McLaren's up there, that means their upgrades are are no joke. It wasn't a frack specific. Yeah, I mean, they seem pretty confident. And and some of the 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 comments coming out of the McLaren camp this week say that basically. We're not done yet. 
if we're seeing we're seeing that these upgrades are actually having an effect back at the MTC um, bigger than we expected them to have. Mm. So yeah, but you know when teams when teams start tooting their own horn like that, I'm also a bit skeptical. I personally, just as a fan, would love to see McLaren have another great weekend. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I haven't heard McLaren toot their horn for this race. I heard them say that they're going to struggle, but they are saying that the upgrades work for Silverstone, but it, they said it won't work on slower tracks. But I think Alonso is uh, quietly optimistic. Yeah, I could see Aston and, you know, the eternal optimist in me thinks that Ferrari might pull it off maybe one day. I mean, we'll so. see. It's, I mean, funny, funny quote I just, I'm reading as we're, we're talking here. Um, Andreas Stella <laughs> came out this morning and said that other teams claiming that side pods don't make a difference to car performance are like Pinocchio, Pinocchio not telling the truth. <laughs> I don't know. Like, so they're all lying. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Well, or they're just like trying to, trying to, to, to hide the fact that they all know that it, the side pods, side pods do make a difference. I don't know. Weird. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I think we'll see about the side pods next year when Merck actually designs their whole their entire car around this new this you know the same direction as Red Bull. Okay, uh, I'll tell you who needs a a good weekend. I would say Alpine after that Ooh. double DNF last race, they'd be uh, they'd be pretty inspired to uh, get some points on the board because uh, McLaren's just passed them, so it's gonna be tough to the end of the year and. This was the track that Alpine got their first win since they rebranded to Alpine in yep. 2021. Ocon got, got his first Formula One win. Uh, Alpine, yeah, if we're talking about you know the battle for 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 P2 just on pure race pace this this coming weekend, Alpine is not in that conversation right now. Mm, no, unless there's some crazy circumstances, but on right. pace, I don't I don't see it either. No. Gasly got screwed last race. Um, you mean he got it, strolled? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, another S word. It's, it's kind of synonymous, right? Yeah. Um, he got he got Lance strolled. Rick rolled Lance strolled. Uh, he. <laughs> yeah, I, nice. And and that's the other thing too is Gasly's not. Gasly's performing pretty well in that Alpine for his first season there, right? Would you agree? Yeah, I think he's uh, he could have bagged in more points. Uh, if you look at the the championship between him and Ocon, there's 15 points difference, right? And yep. in Monaco, Ocon got that podium, 15 points, right? And that's the race where he got screwed by strategy there. There's a couple of races he didn't score points. So I feel like if you take out that, those 15 points, that podium, they're pretty, pretty evenly matched. So for me, obviously, you want to be on that side of the garage that has that podium but he i think i keep saying this good points are coming his way uh depending on the track i don't know if they'll be coming this weekend but i don't think that he's driving poorly i think he's actually doing pretty well and he's getting to grips with the car but the car unfortunately is not developing as fast as the top teams are no and i mean it's interesting because he's he's in 12th position in the driver's driver's standing to esteban's uh, being in 10th place with 31 points, Pierre's got 16. I, I, I genuinely don't think that Esteban's been driving that much better than he's been driving. I think he's just had a bad run of, of luck. 
I, I, I also think that Alpine is probably, if we're talking about the midfield teams, probably one of the most inconsistent cars mm. out there, if not the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need a similar to Checo, they need a weekend where they put in the work, no penalties. Because remember Gasly put in P4 qualifying in Barcelona and he got those two penalties, which changes your whole entire race. Uh, so yeah, hoping for a good weekend from him. And then honestly, for the rest of the teams, I don't really know. Uh, Alpha Romeo, I'm not really expecting much, but you know, I will be monitoring Alpha Tauri to see what, you know, our boy Danny Rick does. And yeah. And Haas, you just never know with Haas. Let's see if they, if they can well, actually keep up in the race. Yeah. On Haas though, dude, like you got something. Well, no, just, just think about how many engine failures that they've had this season. Not too happy about that. Speaking of Ferrari. Yeah, I know. Uh, Cause uh, Haas is a Ferrari customer yep. and uh, they just blew up two engines in the last race. You're only allowed a certain amount of engines per year before you start getting those penalties. So hopefully they were testing out some new parts <laughs> for Ferrari. Gunter looked like he wanted to walk down to, to the Ferrari tent after last race <laughs> and be like, what the fuck guys? <laughs> I mean, I would. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe they should start making their own engines at Haas. Ooh. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know. If they could figure out their tires, that already yeah. be a good thing. Yeah, let's let's start let's start with something a little bit more simple. <laughs> so yeah, you so you say there might be some rain. Uh it's also if it's not raining, it's going to be fucking hot and hungry. So those Pirellis could be cooking. So we're going to hear a lot about tire degradation this this weekend. And Lewis on the radio probably saying his rears are gone. So, yeah, beware of that. Uh, what else are we looking forward to this weekend? Is that uh, did we cover everyone? I, th- I I'm looking. I, I, honestly, Dr. Three is a story, right? Right. I think right. that's that's what everybody's looking to see. Um, he does well in. at this track. Also, he loves this track. So yeah, he does. He won here. I, I think. I think that's the story. Max is on a roll. I think. I don't know. This track doesn't, as far as drama is concerned, we don't see all that much. Yeah. We see a not, lot of good racing. I will not, say that. Yeah. It's like, so this track is, people call it the Monaco uh, without the walls. Uh, very twisty, slow corners, uh, not a lot of runoff. And it's the track where you need the rhythm. And a lot of, a lot of drivers uh, that grew up karting talk about it as a karting track. It's like it's like a, a car track with F1 cars on it. So Lewis does really well here. Usually, everyone who, who does who went you know through karting, which is most of drivers, uh, really appreciate that for the rhythm part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't expect a lot of overtaking. Probably into T1 with that DRS and maybe T2 outside. I remember DR3 pulled it off. Um, qualifying is going to be very important. <clears throat> Checo. <laughs> Wow, dude, you just had to you had to get that one in, huh? <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm so, ah, sorry. I, I do like Checo, but now I, I think too, man. this DR3 possibility is getting me excited, and maybe I'm not being that, uh, uh, what they well, call it. I've got a question that I'm not going to bring up in this episode, but I I think it's something that needs to be discussed at some point uh, during the, the, the summer break. Okay, a little teaser, or <laughs> should we leave it at that? Well, I'll, I'll tease this is if Checo is out at Red Bull is at the end of his F1 career and I don't want to talk about I, I, I just throwing it out there Ooh, I've got thoughts all right we'll save that for a summer break 
Yeah. Great, great question. Uh, but moving on for now, I think it's time for our stand championship. Last race, I made up a little bit of uh, yeah, yeah, little, yeah, made up uh, made up some points. So I'm at 136 to your 160, so I got a healthy lead there, and it is my turn to go first. Yep, it's inevitable. Max is on such a form; I can't go against him. Gets pull, gets the win. Leclerc for me will finish P2 with uh, Checo on the podium. Wow. He'll, have great, he'll have a good race. Uh, I will put uh, Hamilton in P4 and Alonso in P5. The Gromo this weekend will go to. <sighs> Sergeant. Wow. I, I just I couldn't think of anyone. Actually, I don't really, I didn't have like a clear Gromo, so I'm just going for a rookie. Sorry. Well, what's interesting about this track is that last year, George Russell put it on pole. Mm -hmm. Carlos Sainz P2, uh, Charles P3. Max started P10 and still won the race. Yeah, I remember that's the race he spun also. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> still won. <laughs> still won. I'm going to go Max on pole. Okay, no risks this weekend. No, I don't. I, I think I'm going to go max P1. I think Lewis has a good race. I think Lewis is going to finish on the podium P2. Ooh. Checo P3. George P4. And the smooth operator at P5, Carlos wow. Sainz. Okay. Um, I think, uh, yeah, and, and also something I didn't bring up is, is I think Carlos is getting the short end of the stick at Ferrari, but we can talk about that next week. After we see what happens this weekend, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. <laughs> Gromo, hmm. I'm going to go with Yuki. Ooh, the pressure. Yeah, I think the pressure from having DR3 there might 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 shake him a little bit. You think DR3 is going to play some tricks on Yuki, saying like, "Okay, find a new trainer. My boy's back." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be gone, bro. He's yeah. my friend. <laughs> some straight playground shit. <laughs> they start bullying him, and the <laughs> yeah, Italiano's like, "I never liked you anyway." <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah, I'm going you. Poor Yuki. Okay. All right, solid. All right, we have some similarities, but it could yeah, it could be a good haul points for one of us. Let's see if it goes our way. I noticed that no Aston Martin for you in the top five. Or a, or a McLaren. Yeah. Ooh. That might be a mistake from both of us, but might we shall be. see. We shall see. There's also talk. I just wanted to bring up that they're, you know, they're talking about this big 2026 rules overhaul. And uh, Domenicali, who's been coming out a lot in the press as a chatterbox, he's saying that they're discussing the possibility of more sustainable engines, which has always been the goal, but also louder engines. For all of you out there that were unimpressed by the sound of F1 cars, which I know you were last year in Monza, Knowles. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a particular fan of this 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 engine, this way this engine sounds. Yeah, the engines need to be loud enough that you if you don't wear any uh protection in your ears, like any audio protection that you actually can't hear for the next few days. That's how <laughs> that's how I remember my first F1 experience with the V10s. <laughs> your ears need to low key be bleeding. Is what yeah. yeah, in a good way. <laughs> I am very curious to see how you get you you maintain a sustainable fuel program, but have louder engines. 
So, yeah. but yeah, I'm not right. an engineer, so I'm not going to try to answer that question. Just hopefully they don't do it with like speakers because that was an idea at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just amplify through speakers on the car. Yeah. Sponsored Lord. by Bose. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, actually, Haas would only be able to afford like JBLs or something. <laughs> oh my God, saturating engine sounds. Wow. Okay. Watch Haas have a great weekend. And yeah. <laughs> we'll to- they've been they've been making it into Q3, you know, so we, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. And then they go back in the race. But yeah. as always, you know, changing conditions could happen. It's hot. Maybe those new Pirelli constructions uh, might not take the heat as well for certain cars. So we'll see. But in any case, we're going back racing. Danny Rick is back. Make sure to follow us on social media at the Grandstand F1 and give us a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we'll be back next week with the Hungary Debrief.